0: But as you probably heard, um, we are in Vision Month for the life of our church. I just felt we had such a great opportunity to refocus our attention on what God has called us to do as a church and get excited around that, get um, motivated around that, and get everybody moving in the right direction. So that is my heart for Vision Month. And just to recap, basically all of last week, we talked about what our mission as a church will be um, and why we exist. And... (sighs) The whole sermon, and I'd encourage you if you weren't here, go onto our Facebook, find the link to the message and listen to that. Um, Our whole mission will be, we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. That is the why to our existence. And we talked out of the story out of Zacchaeus, who, and I'll just briefly summarize, but Zacchaeus was this tax collector, rich guy, had everything he needed, but also the Bible says that he, he wanted to see who Jesus was. So we talked about how no matter how much money you have and what you have in life, there's always going to be a spiritual uh, gap in your life that needs to be filled by relationship with Jesus. There's a desire for that. Then in, in Luke 19, 4, it says, but Zacchaeus was short and because of the crowds, he couldn't see Jesus. There was a blockage. And we began to talk about how in our community, everybody's so hungry for a relationship with Jesus, even if they don't know about it, there's a spiritual hunger in their life. But there are things in their life that cause them to be disconnected or unable to bridge that gap and unable to encounter the love of Jesus. For Zacchaeus, it was because he was short. But we began to talk about how many blockages there are for our community coming into faith. And and then it says, it goes on, that Zacchaeus decided to climb a tree. I've never been much of a tree climber. I am too risk averse. My wife, on the other hand, loves to climb the trees. Or not anymore. I haven't seen you do one in a while. But He climbed up a tree so he could get a view of who Jesus was. And then it talks about how as He was in the tree, Jesus stood by that tree and said, Zacchaeus, today I need to come have dinner at your house. I need to eat at your house. Because we talked about how, as much as Zacchaeus had a desire for relationship with God, God actually has the original desire to do life with people because it summarises at the end of that chapter, not chapter, but at that story in 10, it says, Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save the lost. So God's desire for people is to seek out people, to find people and to connect Him. And we talked about how, as a church, we don't want to be hindering people from finding Jesus. We actually want to be helping people. So I began to say that in that story, a great analogy of what we are called to be as a church is that tree on the side of the road that somebody can climb up and that they can get a view of who Jesus is, that we are called to lift people and elevate people. And you as an individual, as a part of this church, are called to lift and called to elevate, not because that you have really anything special in and of yourself. Although you're good looking, you dress nice, you smell nice, you love good coffee, all of that. we got the best people in this church. But there's something extra about you and it's the God factor. It's the fact that you have a relationship with Jesus. And so when you are able to lift people to encounter Jesus, that actually is the place of transformation for people's lives. It's so fantastic because when Jesus said, today, Zach, I need to have dinner at your house. I need to spend time with you there was a crowd murmuring. He says, what is Jesus hanging out with Zacchaeus for? He's a sinner. He's no good. He's a social outcast. What, what does Jesus want to have anything to do with him? But Jesus said, literally, I have come to seek and to save the lost. And we see a transformation in Zacchaeus's life. He says, after that encounter with Jesus... He says of His own accord, Jesus, if I have robbed anybody, I'm going to return it to them fourfold. And I'm going to turn my life around. And, and you see a total 180 in behaviour that Zacchaeus had. And that 180 in behaviour in, in our community, in our life, is never going to be the result of saying, yeah, you need to be better. You need to be more spiritual. Transformation... In our community comes when Jesus... In, I'm, I'm giving too much love to this. It's only because that picture's there. I love you guys here on this side as well. Transformation comes when Jesus engages a life. He is the one that is going to s- s- uh, change our life. So, so we summarised our existence, our mission, if you like, as a church in that sentence. And we're going to get some materials and some graphics. It's all going to be happening. Don't worry about that. That's going to be happening. But our mission as a church is that we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. So that's it. That's the summary. That's the summary. And so today, what I felt like we needed to do, and over the next couple of weeks, well, that's great that we have this great big plan, but how are we going to do it? Like, you want to do this. We want to do this. Show me how. I'm a how guy. I like the how. I like to watch tutorials and do all this. So I'm glad you asked that question because... Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into that. And I was starting to think about, God help me, a, eh, with the strategy. God help. I just prayed those prayers this week. But I began to think of, love, you want to come do some drawing for me? You can give Maggie to um, Opa, Nanny. Anybody? Anybody else? She's one today, by the way. Happy birthday, Maggie. Love you. All right. Can you draw for me a nice big tree, but leave some space under as well? So start it here and. and, and, Oof. Lovely. That's some talent right there. And if you would, could you, there's even detail there as well. Can you draw a couple of branches coming off, please? Okay, lovely, good. And maybe one a bit lower to the ground as well. One more, perfect. Okay, that's perfect. Give her a hand, everybody. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, (laughs) So if the picture of our church, and I know it's, it's an analogy, but come with me. God uses pictures and speaks to us. We are called to elevate people and lift them up. We are called to be the people that other people seeking can climb and can be lifted above the stuff that they got going on. If we are called to be that tree, then I would say the branches of this tree are our strategy on how as a church, we are going to do that. How are we gonna help people find and follow Jesus? And over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna talk about focus areas as a church of things that we believe programs, Things, strategic things uh, that we are going to do, practical things that we are going to do as a church. But as I was preparing that, I began to think that before we can talk about any program, we have to talk about the core of the strategy. Now, I believe the core of our strategy to help people find and follow uh, Jesus is really simple. Uh, it can be summarised this this way. Uh, why... No, no, no. Where are you coming out with that? (laughs) uh, Okay, so our strategy, God's strategy for helping people find and follow Jesus is YMW. You, me, and we. So before any program, before any thing that we're going to talk about that we're going to do as a church, I believe God really wants to engage the fact that you, me and we are the core and the foundation of His strategy to do something. So before God wants you to do anything for Him, He wants you to become something. And it's from that place of being, that place of living, that God is going to flow out of our church. So get this, you are an integral if not vital part of God's plan for our church, you. It's not, the, it's not just what we do here on a Sunday, or that's important, and we're gonna talk about that next week. But you, what you bring, what you carry, who you are is the foundation, the core of our strategy of, what, of how we wanna achieve this goal. And we know that this goal isn't just something that we've made up. This is the, the heart of God for our church because His heart exists to seek and to save the lost. God's heart burns and is burdened for people to know Him. So as a church, we want to echo and reverberate with the same rhythm of God that says, God, we want to find people. We want to help people connect to You. So then we realise that, I love this, that when the core of the strategy is what who I am as a person, who you are as a person, we realise that it's more about our participation in what God's doing rather than our spectating of what happens in church. Because it's really easy to just spectate and go, oh, church was okay. But when we realise that we are the church, we are His body, we are called to participate in the mission, that is where things begin to go good. Oh, my Bible is here. So if you would turn with me to 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5. 2 Corinthians. You guys feeling feeling good right now? You feeling all right? You, me, and we is the title of the message. You, me, and we. You know, it's good to have, yeah, you, me, and together. We're gonna do this. 2 Corinthians. And I began to think, It seems a little It seems a little scary to say that you are a vital piece of God's plan to what he's doing in the earth. In fact, you are an integral part of it. Without it, we're not going to achieve the mission. And then you might begin to think, well, isn't it all depend on God? Isn't it all depend on what he's done? And and yes it does, but we have a part to play. And 2 Corinthians 5 puts it like this from verses 15. It says it this way. It says, And that He died for all, that those who, should, who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer Therefore, if anyone is is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone and the new is here. And this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And He has committed to us, the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore God's ambassadors as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. How fantastic is that Scripture? It talks about the the grace of God the mercy of God, the unmerited favour of God, that God would connect us back with Himself, something that we couldn't do, something that was beyond us. But God doesn't just leave it there. He says, you are a part of the plan to get the message out. You are my ambassadors. Jesus has gone up to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower us to be His hands and be His feet, to be the connectors, to be the trees along the side of the road. So when we realise that, that we are a vital part of God's plan, we begin to think that this is is my church. I don't just attend here. This is who I am. This is is where I belong. This is what I want to be a part of. I bring something to this church. I want to participate and not just spectate. So you, me and we, it depends on us. And it's so fantastic. You are a vital part of God's plan. And so in saying that, if we are a vital part of God's plan, you, then it makes sense to me that we need to become the people that God has called us to be. And that's why I say you are the core of God's strategy. We can't just work on what we're gonna do before we talk about who we wanna become. And, and that's not a statement to say, oh, I figured it all out and I am officially who God has called me to be. I wanna be everything that God has called me to be. I want to live in the purpose that He has for me. I want you to live in everything that God has for you. That's why we're going to create a culture in this church of becoming those people and pursuing the call of God in our life. Paul says it like this. Paul, the writer of the majority of the New Testament, says this in Philippians. He says, Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ has taken hold of me for. There was a purpose that God called Paul and Paul says, I want to press on and take hold of that purpose. There is a purpose for your life that God has called you. As a church, we are going to be pursuing that call for your life. And as a, as a community together, we're going to be pursuing to become those people so that we can help people find and follow Jesus. That's why we exist. And you are going to be the people we Me, you, me, we. You, me, and we. We are going to be the people. I mean, you could, if we're in primary school, the we part could get a bit distracting for people. Uh, But, you know, we're mature here. So to that end of becoming the people that God has called us to be, I've constructed a few statements. A few we will be statements. So I don't know if this is helping anybody, but We will be people. Great handwriting, I know. So we will be people. And that is a dash and it's a blank. And I've constructed a couple of, as I've been praying about it, what, who do we want to be? What sort of culture, what sort of values do we want to carry in our life? Because I think culture is an important word. That the culture, the culture of our church, the culture of who we are as people is going to be the the thing that helps us to grow and to become the people that we need to be. Right now, I've got a, a situation in my front lawn that the culture of that lawn is not healthy. It's not growing. It's not connected. So I visited Total Eden under advisement from one of my friends. He says, go there, buy this. And I I told him I bought it. And he said, did you apply it? I said, not yet. He said, come on, man. I was happy that I just got this stuff. And he says, now you've got to get in your garden. You've got to apply it. Because what that's going to do is that's going to create the culture needed for that grass to grow. And so I believe these we will be statements are going to be those culture things that are going to help us become who God wants us to be. And it's not an exhaustive list. I'm probably going to add millions onto it as we go, but these are the ones that I thought today we're going to talk about. And because I was thinking as a tree, and I'll stop doing art in a second and you'll all be happy, but uh, so that's now the ground. And I've, I've not done the spacing right, but here are the roots. Okay? We know the strength from a tree comes from its root systems and what's under the surface. So let's dive under the surface. I've pushed this analogy as far as it can go, but I'm going to keep going. Like God is wanting to create something of such character on the inside of us that we would carry something of such depth as as people, we would know who we are on the inside before we start to talk about what we want to do on the outside. That's important that we know what we're going to do on the outside. But today we're going to go under the surface. So dive with me under the surface, if you would. The first thing we will be as a church... We will be life-giving people. We will be a life-giving people. And that talks to me about we can only do and only give what we have. And we know as followers of Jesus that the thing that we have is a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. And so when we connect with Jesus in our life, you then have the life of God flowing in your world. You got value on the inside of you, baby. You've got stuff that you like if you're a tree, you got the good sap. You got the stuff coming into your life that is going to produce fruit. And we all know John 15, where, where where Jesus says this, where he says, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we don't want to be people apart from the presence of God in our life. We have to be carriers of the presence of God. As a church, we will be life-giving people. The only way we can do that is if we carry God's presence wherever we go. See, that's the X factor in our life. It's the God on the inside of us that is transforming us, making us new. So we're not coming and trying to transform our community out of hype or motivation Come and behave differently. Come and be a part of just a social group. No, it is come and encounter Jesus. Come and encounter Jesus. Because I was thinking in that Zacchaeus story, not only are we the tree along the side of the road, but now in, in, in now where we live, we are actually the Jesus walking up on the road. Now, before you throw stones at me, before you throw stones at me, we read in 2 Corinthians that we are Christ's ambassadors. We carry the message of reconciliation. You carry the presence of Jesus. So whatever road you're on, God is wanting to spread the message of Jesus wherever you go. And you're carrying the message of God. You're carrying the grace of God. You're carrying the presence of God. It can't help but flow out of you. So then when you see people in your world that need to be lifted you got to know that you have everything you need. You have the the life of God. Are you with me today, church? So we will be a life-giving people. We want people, when they are finished engaging with us and talking with us, they feel lifted. They feel like something has come out of their life and into their life that wasn't there before. It's not going to be just because you're good looking, but yep, you are. Come on. It's because you carry the... Did you amen that, Michael? Come on, bro. I love that. I love it. But there is something of God in you that is going to lift people. And it's Himself. He's with you. He is your source. So if we are going to be life-giving people who carry God's presence, we understand that A, we carry Him wherever we go, but we make a massive priority on spending time with God. We prioritise that place of encountering God daily in our life, not out of a religious duty, but out of the fact that we need God for everything in our life. We're dependent on Him. We love Him. We want to spend time with Him. So there's a core, and that's a value that we're going to carry as a church, is to hunger and thirst after the presence of God. Hunger and thirst, cultivating that culture in your life where spending time with God is number one. And it doesn't just have to be in a... Typical prayer setting, but wherever you go and whatever you're doing, you can engage with the presence of God. So these are the things we're going to, we, this is how we're going to grow. And over the year and over the, our existence as a church, we are going to pursue that. We're going to teach into that. We're going to develop groups around that. We're going to be people of God's presence. The next we will be statement is this one. I couldn't come up with a great fancy name for it, so I just said it. See, we will be Bible people. We will be Bible people. And what I mean by that is that we will be people who base our life on the standard of God's Word. We will be people who not just go with whatever the flow is, whatever the current trend is, but we want to base our life, base our church, base what we do on what God is saying to us in His Word. And we're going to bring that with love and we're going to live that with grace and I began to think about our identity. Our identities are shaped by something. Who we are is shaped by something, but God wants it to be shaped by His Word. God wants it to be shaped by who He has called you to be, not who anybody else has called you to be. The only way we will, will know how, who we need to be and how we need to live is if we have a great priority and value on the Word of God and not out of ticking a religious box, but as a people, we are going to just hunger and thirst to hear what God is saying to us. And we're going to be a people that are based on the Word of God, based on, on the Bible. See, when, we, when you base your life on what God says to you in your Word, that gives you wisdom for life. It actually also helps you to avoid pitfalls and it helps you to avoid hardship that you don't need to go through. God's wanting to avoid those things in your life. He's wanting to give light to your steps and and a light to your pathway. We're gonna be Bible people. We're gonna be life-giving people. And we are gonna be faith people, church. We will be faith people. What does that mean? I believe God is wanting us as a church to filter every circumstance, every situation through the lens of faith. Because circumstances are gonna come up in your life that are gonna cause you to doubt, They're going to cause you to to be afraid. But as a church, we are going to be strong in our faith. You might not feel this way right now, but I'm just declaring it over your life that that's who we're going to become. That's who you're going to become. Because when the challenges come, God is looking for us to stand up and declare. And guess what? Number two helps number three. The only way we can be faith people is if we are spending time with God and we're hearing what God is saying to us in His Word and then we will know how we need to stand and how we need to believe. Are you with me today, church? Hebrews 10 says, But my righteous ones will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith And are saved. God's calling out audacious faith to come out into our life. Faith that looks at an impossible situation and declares the life of God into it. Faith that is not afraid. Faith that steps up when is needed. And I began to think God is looking for people that will have faith for those who can't have faith for themselves. Starting to believe the best in people when when people can't see it in others. We're going to look through the lens of faith. We're going to look through God's eyes to see people and to see ourselves. That's who we're going to be. Are we good, church? Yeah, good. Let me get some water. The next one is that we will be vibrant people. We will be a vibrant people. What do I mean by that? You're going to be attractive to people. God wants us to be an attractive church. God wants us to be an attractional church. Some of you might be freaking out a little bit like that. But if our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus, then we want to give people something to actually follow. We want people to look at our life and see something that they want in their life. We want people to be attracted to whatever's going on in our life. And that's when I began to think of a, of a vibrant faith, a faith that just isn't, oh, I'm holier than thou and, and, and I love God, but I'm miserable. I feel there needs to be a joy coming out and bubbling out of our life, not Uh, not that make-believe stuff and where you're covering up how you really feel, uh, but there's got to be a joy that bubbles up because of relationship with God. And if you're going through a hard time, that's okay. God's walking you through that. But God doesn't want you to live at that place of being being low and feeling uh, under attack and feeling depressed. God doesn't want you to live there. God wants to move you into a place of vibrancy, a place of joy. God's got that for you. That's coming back to, I'm going to be a faith person. I'm gonna believe for your life that God doesn't want you to be depressed all your life. And God doesn't want people to live in the, 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 low, the lowness of, of, of struggle and, and, and fear. But God is wanting to lift people up and God is gonna use you and me to be those attractional people. Come on, God says about you. Now get this, I was reading in the Bible the other day that God says about you, me and we, that we are called to be the light of the world. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so a light is bright. A light works in darkness. It doesn't just blend in. It stands out. And God's called us to be salt of the earth. Okay, mm Mhm. tasty, yeah. So God's called your life to be that, to be attractional, to be vibrant. There's a Scripture in the Psalms that says, taste and see, that the Lord is good. And I began to think about, how would people taste how good God is if they never get an opportunity to have a, a, a partaking of that? How will they do that? It's through interactions with you and I. You, me and we become the avenue and the platform for people to engage with God. Not everybody that needs faith is walking in these buildings. I can tell you that right now. That's why, at the end of this service, you're walking out. You're walking out. And then when people see you and talk to you, they go, "Mm mm-hmm, that's attractive. That's vibrant. We wanna give people something to look up to, okay? Not out of being a performing thing, not out of trying to put it on, but out of a genuine place of that God has done something super in your life. So my question for you on that point is, what, what taste are people walking away with after they engage with you? What is the aftertaste? And, and, and if it's not what, what we want it to be, if it's not that the life and the love of God, that's okay. Remember what Paul says, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm pressing on to become the person that God wants me to be. And so that's okay. And, and all of this comes from that first one. We will be presence people. We can't do anything without God doing it in our life. So God is gonna be the help. And what I really believe is a, a beautiful... Uh, End point on the we will be statements is that we will be a connected people. See, you're only as strong as how connected you are in community with, with each other. See, obviously we need to be connected with God, but we wanna be a people that are connected in community with each other. We are gonna value community. We are gonna value relationships. And that's gonna springboard really nicely into next week when we talk about our connect. Connect groups being a massive part of our strategy. And I believe we need to be intentional about being in community because when we're intentional about it, we'll take the initiative and make sure we're stepping out into a group. We're stepping out and being vulnerable if we need to. We're finding people that we can talk to. But God is gonna make you strong through your connection and community with each other. So to summarise, and I hope you've been all right today, and next week, guess what? We're going to set some audacious faith goals next week about what we want to achieve as a church in the next 10 years. We've a 2030 plan. And I just want to bubble away a little bit more and pray, but we've got some audacious faith goals that we want to set as a church that we're believing God is wanting to do in and through our church. But in order for us to achieve that, and we'll talk about strategy next week, some of the things that we want to do practically these are the people we want to become. We want to be life-giving people. We want to be Bible people, faith people. We want to be vibrant people. And we want to be a connected people. Why don't you stand with me, church, and let's pray. And will we all just position our hearts right now just to receive from God? Just receive from God right now the empowering presence of God in your life to become who He wants you to become. Lord, I pray right now that we would walk in the light of Your presence, that we would run in the light of Your presence. I pray that, God, every fear would go in Jesus' Name, that, Lord, there would be a joy and a faith rising up in us as people, that God, fear would go and faith would come. Lord, I pray for everybody facing scary situations, situations that are impossible. Would faith arise today, Lord, to declare who You are, to declare what You're doing and to declare Your purposes in our life. Lord, help us to be people founded on Your Word, founded on the Scriptures. God, not out of a legalistic way, but a way that is full of love and light a way that is full of Your truth and Your grace, Lord. Lord, that we would help us to be people that are attractive to those seeking relationship with You. God, we don't want to sell out in our values to You, but we want to do everything we can to be an attractive light, to be somebody who would stand out so that others could find and follow You.